Welcome to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. Uh, I'm Adam Jabay. I'm Derek Yarbrough. We have so many people. I'm Abe Schmucker. And I'm Mike Kojima. Hey, Mike. Man. We haven't done a show with you in a long time. No, the whole yeah. crew is here. We this haven't done the, the call-up deal yet with me. No, we haven't. We haven't. Last yeah. time I saw Mike was in Austin's RV at Streets of Willow. That was, that was back in ago. February, man. Yeah, that seems like a that seems like about uh, a year ago to me. That was two cars ago for Abe. Oh, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> All right, so we got some place to start here. Uh, uh, so we've had a lot of events. Uh, Austin's had a lot of events. Uh, you guys have done shows. We've done shows. But Abe had like the craziest week car wise. Uh, let's let Abe talk. Let's let Abe talk for five minutes. <laughs> so I I sold the Evo last week uh, to a younger guy. And uh, bless his heart, uh, it's going to be his only car for a little while. And that, that's not a smart decision, but that's not my decision to make. Um, he gave me uh, kind of what I was, was hoping to get out of it, but I kept all of the spare parts. So I'll sell a few things and probably still end up losing my shirt, but at least uh, I won't have a, you know, a $30,000 race car that I don't drive ever anymore so that'll be awesome and uh on thursday night last week ashley and i um went to montreal uh for the formula one race and so we we drove up after work uh on thursday it is a 14 hour drive so we drove through the night and we got there friday morning and uh we we moved our car from a pay lot on saturday to street parking on sunday or like, uh, you know, basically parked overnight uh, uh, through Sunday. And uh, we were checking out of the Airbnb, and we had all of our stuff. We went out to the car, and it wasn't there. And my So where did it go, Abe? It, uh, my, my only assumption is that it's in a shipping container on its way to a perfectly nice person in some other country. Dubai, bro. Is in Dubai. <laughs> Very nice price for you. Yes. So Hey bro, do you buy that? No, I stole it. <laughs> Diesel, very cheap for you, my friend. Uh, so uh yeah. Uh as it turns out, uh for all of us that are American citizens, I learned an important lesson, which was if you have some kind of ID, you can drive to the border uh without your passport, because my passport was in the glove box. And uh, as long as you present ID at the border, they should let you back into the States. So hmm. we had to try that out yesterday night at about 930. And uh, it worked. And the Border Patrol guy was very nice. And he told us that we were dummies for leaving our passports in the glove box. <laughs> and I told him that I thought it was less likely that the car would get stolen than it was for me to lose the passports or us to get robbed personally. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm so paranoid on trips. Like we went to Greece. I, I always have my passport. I yeah, Derek, Derek's got it stuffed down by the goodie bag down in the front of That's the That's the first place people are going to go. Yeah. Yeah, now, so, I, would, I would go for Derek nuts too. Did you guys go to the consulate first? And then that's when they told you you could just use your regular, regular so, ID. Uh, we, we had to wait around because we, we found this out on Sunday uh, early morning. And we called the French police. And it took them uh, two hours to show up so that we could report our car stolen. And uh -huh. when uh, we were done, 
We had literally nothing to do. We basically were content to stay another night, which was super expensive. And uh, so we just said F it. We got a six pack and we went to the race and that was really fun. And oh, yeah. uh, then worked on getting back yesterday. So the consulate was closed on Sunday. So at 7.30 a.m. we showed up on Monday and the security guard at the front door was like, you guys don't need to be here for anything. Just take your IDs and go to the border. Really? So he like didn't take our names. He didn't do anything. He's just like, go away. And, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Get in, losers. We're going to the States. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I went yeah. from having three vehicles last week to having one this week. That's crazy, man. Um, I, I tried to get back from Canada to the States without a, my passport because I forgot it once, and I had a really hard time getting back in. Yeah, Mike is still in Canada right now. <laughs> um, he, had to hide, he had to hide in James Houghton's car hauler on the way down to a race. Yeah, exactly. The customs guy was being a dick, and so I said, Heil Hitler to him, which wasn't smart, and then I ended up getting a cavity search. <laughs> it's, really, it's really a bad idea at the border, Mike. Those guys do not have senses of humor. I found that out real quick. What uh, uh, what was the border what was the border crossing like for you? It was like just the dude laughing and called you dumb and you went through. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I had okay. to show him um, the like the copy of the the document saying that a police report had been filed, and I right. had to show him my rental agreement for the rental car because we he was like, well, what car is this? And right. uh, then I just stole the next one down the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Ashley was really smart. So um, we were in a part of Montreal and there was like a street festival that was going on all weekend. And it, I guess it was going on for the next couple of weeks. And it was super busy. I, like I probably wouldn't be overestimating if I said there were 10,000 people on the streets every night. Holy and cow. it was like super busy. And it was, I mean, it's cool. Uh, but I parked the car maybe, maybe a block and a half away from that. And yeah. Ashley was like, well, you know what? It would be really hard to discreetly steal a car, I think, with that many people around. Uh, but based on where we parked, we were basically the front car on uh, the front of a street parking row. And there was uh, a gap for an alley um, between my car and the next car in front of me. And Ashley was like, you know what? I bet the guy just showed up with a tow truck and snatched the car and then worried about breaking into it later. They probably yeah. target the U.S. plates, too. I'm sure they do, yeah. And so um, we had read a bunch of articles after the fact about, um, like, crimes committed against, like, Chrysler Dodge vehicles that have the, um, like, the prox sensor key, which is what mine had. Um, yeah. They basically just, like, have the codes, and they can reprogram a new key and steal your car. Dude, they, sh- they, did, that, they did that shit on Gone in 60 Seconds, bro, back 10 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, everything I know about stealing ago, cars, man. I learned from Nicholas Cage. Was that Cage. 20? I don't know when that came out. It's a long time ago now. Yeah, that was probably like 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of rental car did you get? That's the most important question. Because I have is an fast. Nothing's faster. 19 years ago. And it's, it's like fine. It's pretty okay. Yeah. Um, I, I drove straight yesterday. We left at 10.30 a.m. And I, uh, I drove the 15-hour leg and made it back to my bed in, at like 2 a.m. this morning. Okay. 
And so yep. the fact that it's now 10, 15 and Derek wants to start even later to record a podcast, it makes me really <laughs> sad. This is when we okay. always start. And well, that's only because of you, Derek. I can hear your motorcycle noises. I oh, really? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm spinning the rear wheel right now, cleaning. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm underneath my RV right now, welding in new mounts for the generator. I don't have any cars <laughs> to work on. No, uh, Abe, Abe lost all of his vehicles. What's weird is I actually like spent the time uh, to Rain-X all the windows and like clean the Jeep up last week before we yeah. left on the trip, and now it's gone. That's what you get, man. You shouldn't clean your daily. <laughs> so uh, what was supposed to be a kind of inexpensive, quick trip uh, because we were driving instead of flying um, ended up being like an insanely expensive weekend because yeah, I, I lost all of my podcast equipment, um, like a bunch of ele- uh, like simple electronics for inside the Jeep. I lost my radar detector. I lost like my raincoat and just... A, like a huge list of things piled up and we probably dude, have like $2,500 worth of crap that we lost. Dude, you lost all those Wendy's napkins and all those condoms too. Oh man. So many, so many. So I, I don't know what I use those for, but. Aside was from it, that happening, how was the race? Was uh, it worth going yes. out there and getting a car stolen? Uh, the race was cool. Um, I'm like, I, I was texting Adam all weekend that I would love it if Gridlife could do an event at that circuit. Um, because it's, it's basically an Island that's owned by the city and it's accessible by a couple of bridges and then by the subway and imagine like central park in New York and surround it by water and then in the center of it, put a small lake and a private like beach. So there were people like at the beach while at the formula one race. It's pretty cool. Man. So they have that, cool. that tra- that's the circuit gill, the Noah. How do you say that? That's, it's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's exactly how you say it, Derek. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they have that track on iRacing and that track's on the sale. I would be so down to grid life there. Yeah. Uh, so would I. So would I. I, I, I don't even like want to even think about how much it would cost to do. Yeah. Well, but... I said to Abe, I said to Abe, it's definitely, there's no language barrier and it's got to be cheap. So it's no big deal, right? Yeah. We just, <laughs> yeah. Don't... No, it'll be okay. <laughs> There's kind of a language barrier, like uh, I, I'm quite a few people. Mike. Oh, <laughs> all the street I mean, signs were in French, Mike. All of yeah, them. that place is that place is scary to drive around in, man. I drove around there on the way to the main, or the like the SDCA Pro Rally in Maine. We drove all the way through Quebec, and we did it like between the hours of midnight and six a.m. Um, and it was it was pretty scary when it was like pre smartphone days, like in two thousand one or whatever. And it like we had no idea where we we're going. And uh, yeah, you, you can't read any of the signs unless you got like a bilingual person. Hey Abe, what's up? Dude? You should you should check your travel credit cards. There might be some sort of like insurance or something that can help. I do oh, have yeah, the, uh, like the expensive American fancy Express ca- credit card. I wonder if they will cover something. Yeah, because you have that baller uh, reserve card that I have, and I know that, like like Ed told me one time he bought a pair of sunglasses and they got stolen the next day, and that the card like reimbursed him because he oh, bought that. Nice. So, I, I don't yeah. know if they'll cover a car getting stolen, but I should look into it. Well, I knew. I mean, I was thinking personal belongings and stuff. Might as well check, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, Mike, uh, Mike has said that he's got stuff to do. What you doing over at Moto IQ tonight, Mike? You doing anything cool? Writing an article about intercoolers for Moto IQ. Oh, that sounds cool. 
How's uh, how's things in the daily life over there in California for you? I haven't talked to you in so many months, Mike. Are it's you... been hot out here, hasn't it, Mike? Uh, it's just starting to get warm right now. Yeah, like it's the past been, few days, uh, it's been really warm. <clears throat> Unseasonably cool. I, I mean, uh, this year, I guess. So, so much for global warming, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was out at Auto Club this weekend, and it was, I got in the truck, and it was 111 degrees when I got in the truck uh, Saturday God. afternoon. Yeah. Uh, it was like a hot weather. Like actual air temperature? Yeah, like inside. I think the weather said it was 101. Wow, yeah. that's hot. So how out of Fontana. It was getting how warm. Far, how far inland is that? Like 30 miles? Uh, no, it's probably, what, 60 or 70 miles, Mike. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, probably. Something like that. So, that's Mike, so in your article about intercoolers, are you telling people that if they want maximum cooling efficiency to not paint it or anodize it? No, well, we tested this... Um, Focus ST intercooler for Garrett, and uh, it actually worked really well. And we have dyno and inlet and outlet temperature data and all this cool stuff. So it's a pretty cool article. Cool. Made cool. a pretty big difference. What kind of power difference or, like, cooling difference would uh, would something like that do? Versus you know, I don't, I, I don't remember. I'm just laying out the basic article, and then we gotta, <laughs> we got to pull the stuff from the dyno. I don't and... remember, but the end result was cool. Was yeah, this remember cool. it worked exceptionally uh, well. That was a good one, Abe. I'm trying. I got it. Yeah. Oh, oh, I get it now. Cool. You said cool. <laughs> <laughs> the puns, the puns get me sometimes. What? Uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, the California stuff uh, and the Midwest stuff, and then Derek's in, in the middle. Like, I feel like we have two shows in one. It's kind of fun. It's been, it's been like more fun to do podcasts because I have like, we have like a B team and an A team. Uh, and I don't know who's who, but like it's kind of nice to help. So I appreciate Mike jumping on and helping. <laughs> so I haven't really talked to you guys since Midwest. No. How no, did really. how did Midwest go? I know like the last show was about it, but it was recorded during, not afterwards yeah. as a recap. It was weird not having your your locks there. I would say yeah. that. Yeah. Long flowing locks. Yep. Well, I do I do think I'm going to be at Road Atlanta. So there's that. Good. You gotta drag Mike with you. Make him ride in the RV with you. you guys yeah, could be yeah, like, Mike. Uh, you wanna you wanna yeah. ride in the RV out to Atlanta? <laughs> well, I, I think I'm gonna be there because uh, we have some a customer that wants to be there, and I have to escort him around. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's gonna uh, be the event of the year. I I'm. Uh, I, I don't know about that, Derek. I think Track Day Picnic is the event of the year. <laughs> well, I hadn't been to that one yet, so we'll see. Uh, Mid Hello. Midwest Midwest was awesome. I think like overall it was awesome. It was so good. Uh, mm. We had we had like the worst weather in Michigan history leading up to it. Yeah. As far as, as far I saw as, like, some rain. of those like yeah I saw some of the dude, pictures man. It looked gnarly. Dude, there was it was so wet. Uh, it was so wet leading up to it. So the paddock was like totally screwed. Um, I think we lost about thirty or forty percent of our available and like our hoped for paddock space. Um, so that was a challenge. The paddock was really tight. Um, like not, not many like upset people, but many people that were like, man, this isn't enough room. And we're like, yeah, I know. Doesn't this suck? <laughs> uh, so, so like going forward, I think we're going to base, uh, we're going to base all ticket sales for drivers on our like minimum available paddock, which was hopefully last this year. But, um, so even, even less driver sales, it'll be a little harder to get tickets, but, uh, um, I think like the concerts were awesome. We had a tornado and everything was fine except for some like busted windshields. 
it was it was crazy. It was a crazy event, and I thought it was also an awesome event. That so, uh, I'm really at, I'm really uh, sorry I missed it. I looked at some yeah, Michigan wild. news after like I got back, and yeah. that same like storm cell uh, didn't drop any rain or hail on us. Uh, yep. But as it traveled east, it like flew over Kalamazoo and then on top of Battle Creek. And at Battle Creek, it dropped baseball size hail on uh, the oh, area. Oh, it, it, it was, it, dude, it was the scariest. Like, I'm standing down by turn one where I really, I, I'm like the final point for release for drift cars, right? Um, drift cars roll to me and then I, and I look up and they give me the double check that nobody's coming up the straightaway and I totally try to time it right. Um, and I'm standing right there, like right by the end of that rail. And I just look over and we we had just sent the safety guys to do a tow, like out in turn three, uh, somebody who's kind of in a bad impact zone, the car had stalled or whatever. Um, and I look over and I see over the trees by turn two, it looked like it looks like this spaceship from like uh, what's that Will Smith movie? Independence uh, Day. Independence yeah, it Day. Like the, yeah. Looks like the freaking spaceship from Independence Day, and it was it was hauling ass at us at like sixty miles an hour. Yeah, uh, I heard it, it rolled just, in quick. It rolled like, over the quick. trees, and I got on the and I was like I got on the PA immediately, and we had already been talking about there's going to be severe weather coming. We don't know what it's going to be like, and then I saw it coming, and it was like it was the most disheartening feeling, man. Like, it was so crazy. Helpless. It was like three minutes. Like me and yeah. Eric were scrambling because we were trying to dyno the top three in points uh, from the GLTC race, uh, and like we like the all the papers started blowing everywhere, and we had to just take cover. It got nuts, man. And like uh, the the, dy- the dyno operator was like, "I think uh, I think I'm gonna go do other stuff because he's also <laughs> like he's he's also like kind of the maintenance staff at the track." There, but, uh, the uh, someone like someone's canopy got lifted up and it was uh, anchored down with jack stands and the jack stands kind of turned into like nunchucks and <laughs> I think took out like Luke McGrew's like one of his daily drivers window or something, something happened. Yeah, it was, it was pretty weird, man. It was a weird. Moment. Hey, Mike. Uh, Mike, have you have you heard of RGTLC stuff? GLTC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It uh, the wheel to wheel series is going pretty strong. We're very excited about it. That's super yeah, awesome. I wish you guys had it here. Your cinch well, would fit into it perfectly. Um, like it really would. It'd be like right there. Yeah. The bad thing, guys, is the cinch was going away, both of them. Oh, really? Yeah, I sold them. So it's ah. just a matter of trying to coordinate with the guy that bought them to arrange transport. Dang, well, you bought both of them? Time to well, buy some new race cars. Well, you could be like our buddy Rob and race your car even though it's sold. That's true. He did that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah this is bad usually happens when you do things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Rob <laughs> lost like a $600 splitter when he did that. Yeah. <laughs> Take it off the price of the car. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, the series is going very well. Uh, Derek's having fun in the mid-pack. I'm having fun at the back of the pack. Uh, I was driving just our old ITA car. Um, and I had the best battle I've ever had, and it was for like last place or second to last. It was so fun. But, but yeah, yeah, so I, far so I, good. I had fun, but I drove like shit. That that track looks easy in video, but it's not. It's hard. And some so of the locals, it's, it's say, like pretty hard, or it's it's like not that hard to get the basics. Um, yeah, it's easy like, to go fast. It's hard to go really fast. Yeah. So, like, yeah. doing a 140 flat is, like, 
you know, like you have to be a pretty decent di- driver to be able to do that, but it's not outside of reach for pretty much anybody to go faster than that in any car. is like, well, that's pretty hard. Um, I, I mean, they were doing like 139s, 140s at the front, and my best time over the weekend was a, a 44, which is like about the, the the delta from mid-Ohio, and I have 30 more horsepower now, you know? It's like I didn't, I didn't go any faster just because I was having so much trouble with that track. Oh, yeah. Think, do, do, do the listeners know what you did to your car? I have talked you guys about talked it. About it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it in uh, like two or three shows back. I think. Not not since okay. I've dr- not since I drove it though. So the motor is badass and it's awesome, and I'm really happy I did it. Yeah. So um, Derek did a Derek did a 2.5 MZR swap. MZR swap. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I uh, I you know last time I talked about it I made 180, um, and then I dynoed at Gingerman to verify, and it made 179 at Gingerman. So the power is right on. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put go to E85 and add arrow, um, and hopefully I get like another seven or eight horsepower from E85, and then with arrow that kind of puts me right on the limit of the rules. So I have a Midwest experience that I wanted to share. Um, uh oh. So uh, I've ridden with Whoop. Luke McGrew, who was a guest on our show a few episodes back in his car probably a dozen times. I rode in it last year at Autobahn, and the car is insanely fast. It's a, I think it's a 2017 Viper ACR. And so, yeah. like, obviously, 16, it's awesome. 16, yeah. so, like, without question, it's awesome. Um, but the car at that time was just, like, really, really planted mechanically. It had great grip. And then at higher speed stuff, you could tell that the arrow was doing work. Um but the car didn't actually feel all that powerful. And he said that the motor itself is, is, was kind of lazy. And he did a bunch of cylinder head work this year from a shop in Michigan. Uh, I don't remember their name, but uh, the car now makes like 650 wheel on a dyno jet. And um, we went through, uh, we did some laps at Gingerman. And uh, I think with me in the car, we did like a 33 one. Which is like booking. That's pretty quick. Yeah. And uh, his car, he was flat in third gear between eight and ten. What? Yeah. All the way. And like, yeah. I mean, he was just straight up flat. And uh, I'm in the passenger seat and with the eyes like bugging out of my head. And uh, yeah, he was just like, yeah, the, like if you line the car up right, you can do it flat. And I was. I don't yeah, know. That's yeah. the, it was a that, very strange experience because I've never been through that corner that fast before. Seven, eight, nine, and then five, six are so hard to get right. Yeah, and for for listeners, like I've I've gone flat through like the eight, nine, like it's a it's a long sweeping right hander and then a, like a quick transition to a left hander, um, and they're really fast. Like in a Civic, you're right between like three and fourth, third and fourth gear, like uh, in like a tight geared Civic. Yeah, and I've gone flat through there in an S, and that's scary. I can't imagine what it's like in a Viper. Like on, on like a 2,000-pound Civic on our compounds, I can like basically just go flat with Hoosiers, like just. So yeah. uh, for like uh, reference, how fast, if you're right between third and fourth in a Civic, what is that, like maybe, like maybe 100? 90. Uh, yeah, it's around 90. 70, yeah. like probably you're probably starting that turn at like 75 and you're going up to like right about 90 miles an hour coming out of it. Well, that was um, like the first time that I've been in a car that had serious arrow where I could tell that yeah. this speed was coming from that. 
Yeah, Luke's got like ten thousand dollars split in winning. Well, that no, it comes with the car. Yeah, the car's got like like what three thirty fives and three fifteens or three fifteens. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's two ninety five front, three fifty five rear. Those oh, wings, factory come, arrow? yeah, those wings come with the car. No, he's got he's got different stuff on it too. I don't know. Uh, no, nope, I don't uh, think so. Not I the wings. It, the wings stock for sure. Oh, maybe he quoted that. He quoted he quoted some crazy price on the podcast. Maybe he's talking about what it costs. I think he's talking about to replace the OEM. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, and even those cars come with like factory motorsport Bilsteins, like doubles. They're they're badass car. I said I said in it after he got off uh, probably from that ride he took Avon, and I kind of just said it to see what it felt like. That is the hottest cabin I've ever sat in. It's a freaking race car. You get heat from the floor, you get heat from the center tunnel, and you get heat from the uh, like the sill, the door sill, because the exhaust is right there. Like you're trapped in a heat cocoon. Yeah, <laughs> but it's might... it's easily the the rowdiest car I've ever been in. So I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's a race car, but it's still you know he he hasn't done much to it. It's just a factory car that you did motor work to it. You know, it's yeah, like it it's is. crazy that. They sell a car that gets that hot inside from just driving yeah. it around, you know, on the racetrack. Now, Mike, you've got Pike's Peak coming up, don't you? Yeah, like um, some of the guys and uh, Die are going up there, I think, this week. And then they're going to like, test, right? Yeah, do some testing. I'm flying what, up. Uh, and... What car are you uh, helping campaign there? Uh, the Enyos FRS. Oh, yeah, the one that uh, Die drove last year itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, Willow Young is there this week. Is it like two weeks of testing? How's that working? <clears throat> I think we just get like a day or so of like paid private testing. And it's it's early. It's really early morning before the park opens. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a crazy event, man. Have you have you how many years have you gone to that? Uh, I've been there once before. Um, okay. When Falcon first got involved when they're sponsoring uh, Monster. Yeah. Except uh, um, I was only there as an observer because at the time Falcon was heavily involved in motorsports and they're thinking of fielding their own car. So I was there to, you know, if they decided to do that, to like, uh, I guess, lead up the build of the, you know, whatever car they were going to choose. Um, but you know, it's kind of weird. Like, uh, we're taking a different approach to it, so we'll see if it works. Like, <clears throat> we decided not to rely on arrow very much, and uh, we think a lot of it is like point and shoot. Uh, you know, like, we this is advice that Reese Mellon gave us, okay? So, we kind of optimized the car for uh, mechanical grip and to be able to, um, did to pivot around really easy in the switchbacks, so uh, we got the differential and we put more initial uh, breakaway torque in it and stuff, so I can kind of drive it like a dirt car around the slow turns. Yeah, and pivot it. <clears throat> and uh, and one of the things I noticed is with a uh, you know like our traction control is the uh, it seems to manage the tire temps and and the tire wear pretty well. So I think we can get away with that and still have tire, you know, like all the way up, I hope. And uh, we put really big brakes on the car. um, And that's so we can, like, brake really hard, pivot the car, and then treat each little straight as a drag strip. So instead of, like, trying to make a lot of arrow, um, we decided to make it 
kind of uh, like a drag car almost. Hmm. What uh, what engine is that having? Is that of a two J? Yeah, two J. Oh, and it actually put a smaller turbo on it from uh, when we were at Road Atlanta last year. What what does that make power wise, and will it stay cool? You think? Because cooling uh, is always a big a big issue going up the mountain. Uh, 840 horsepower, we're running ethanol, and we have huge cool. heat exchangers. Um, you know, that's another thing that makes it difficult to get good aero is, um, you know, we have so many heat exchangers and so many holes in the wrong places that, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and like, managing all the air correctly, uh, you know, wasn't cutting it, but um, from what Reese told us, uh, maybe it's not even going to come into play that much. It seems like that is like the hardest event to set up a car for because you've got such thin air even at the bottom. Um, but it's it's got so many like short straightaways and like lack of crazy cooling ability and like people get hot, they they burn up engines uh, and they're trying to rely so much on downforce and they're. Like it, it's it's nothing. It's like nothing like anything else. It's so it's so different than any other event. I miss the uh, the half dirt half pavement. It, the years it, super cool. I guess the pavement is like really really aggressively rough right now too. Um, what kind of uh, what kind of suspension ride height and changes have you made versus like a time attack setup on that thing, Mike? Um, we're running the ride height. Um actually a little bit lower than we did at Road Atlanta. We're running a higher spring rate. Okay. Um, we revalved the shocks. Um, what else do we do? Uh, we improved the toe curve of the uh, rear suspension, and we uh, got rid of some bump steer in the front. Okay. Uh, what else do we do? Um, we're running water sprayers all over every heat exchanger. Uh, I mean, the cars run up there before, and it was able to keep temperatures under control. Did it run in 2013 or 14? 14, I think. I think I was there for one of the practice days that year, um, and I thought I saw it. There, I think it was, uh, yeah, I think I saw it there. I was parked at the Devil's Playground. Uh, I was there in 2012 and then 14. And it broke an axle right right near the summit. Okay. And, uh, oh, that's the other thing we did is that we fixed the axle angularity, CV joint angularity issue. So now everything is reliable in the drivetrain. Yeah, that's a hard event, man. So yeah. I've, got a, I've got a question for Professor Mike then. Um, mm -hmm. Given that the altitude is what it is and there's a, what, a 50% increase in altitude on the the way up the mountain through the race, how much um, extra turbo capacity is required to make sure that you're not like over spinning the compressor and the turbine on the way up? Or are you doing like boost by altitude so that you're not over spinning that, uh, that unit? Um, we haven't decided what strategy we're going to use, but you know, like we track the turbine speed and all that, or compressor shaft speed. Um, you know, we did go to a smaller turbo this year. Um, some of our things is that, you know, like with all these tight switchbacks, we want more grunt out of the turns. Sure. <laughs> so we're actually running a, you know, like a GTX 35 series. Oh yeah. Small turbo with 35. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were in a, a, a 42 at, um, at Road Atlanta. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's small for 800 horsepower, though. Very small. Yeah. That's 35, man. I mean, we could run like you know over a thousand horsepower, but we decided to run, um, you know, like they started testing from Bunnenwellow and uh, Horse Deep Mile, but we tried to run a bigger turbo. The car was just on the traction control all the way around the whole track, so we thought, yeah, maybe that's all going to the waste. So we'll we'll pick up the we'll sell for better throttle response. It's so, not bad logic. Yeah, it's it's uh, kind of a gamble. Like we're we're backing off from the big number, but uh, we think with the drivability, <clears throat> you know, we're not going crazy arrow. Like I, I'm sure Will is focusing on arrow a lot. Uh, but you know, there's all kinds of things. Like uh, since the pavement's so rough, how do you maintain um, platform control, right? Right. And, yeah. and with all the bumps, um, what do you do about pitch sensitivity and stuff if you have a really high arrow car, right? And, and a lot of the turns, uh, arrow isn't even coming into play that much, so. Yeah, like 20 mile an hour turns or anything. You know? Right, and yeah. uh, so you can kind of set the car up to drag from corner to corner and, and accelerate out of the turns and brake really hard going into the turns. Yeah, it, it sounds like you're smarter than us, which is good, because it's your job. Uh, well, this is clearly going off advice Reese, Reese Nolan gave us. Yeah, he's the, dude who's, he's the dude who's, like, done it more than almost anybody alive nowadays. Um, and he's done it in so many different cars, too. He's done it in prototype-style electric cars. He's done it in, like, time attack-style cars. He's done it, in like, in the dirt, in full pavement. He's done everything. So he turned a really good time in that Hyundai, you know, that car had no arrow practically. So. Yeah, it was it was like a like a two thousand five spec time attack car almost, you know, like like basically just a wing and a splitter. But. Yeah, and you know we have more arrow than that car, so you know we're yeah. not anywhere close to what Will has. It'll be kind of interesting to see, uh, uh, you know, what he'll do in like such a uh, non racetrack track. Yeah, I'm curious too. Uh, he's he talked to us at uh, Midwest Festival. Uh, basically, he left from Midwest Festival to go to Pikes Peak testing, um, and I think they've had a couple of runs up the mountain. Uh, it sounds like they were successful, but uh, he said that he made a ton of setup changes, but he didn't talk about what they were. So um, I think a lot of it was was more uh, ride height and uh, cooling based stuff. From looking at the car, it looked a little different than pictures, but uh, uh, it, that car has got so many different things than a normal Civic. It's hard to even tell what what is going on sometimes. Uh, I, um, I think for us, what it's going to be is how well we can tune the traction control. Yeah, I believe it. That uh, especially with the more rough, like the the pavement has a lot of heaves in it now because of freeze thaw, and uh, yeah, with it with it doing little jumps all over the place, traction control might be something you have to tune a lot. And uh, our, our tires are pretty sensitive to uh, tire pressure. That's something I learned uh, in our testing and try to keep the tire pressure stable. You know, we're going to be running nitrogen and stuff like that. But uh, I, it's going to be a learning experience because I really don't have any real practical experience there. So I kind of don't know what to expect. Yeah. Well, uh, 
I, I would love to do a show with you afterwards. That's only like a month away. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Good. It's uh, it's such a crazy place, even even just to to work at, because like, you know, you're paddocking it in the woods, and you only get like three shots, and it's it's like it's one of the ultimate tests. Uh, it's one of the oldest things that anybody does with cars here in the country too, but it's uh, it's ever changing. It's such like an ultimate test of like machine and engineering and everything. Um, it's it's a it's almost it's an event that's like too much for me. I can't even do it. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> it's so wild. We're doing stuff like we're going to be running dye on oxygen and stuff to make sure. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. That stays clear and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But I I, uh, I think kind of like the way we're going to like be setting up the car and the way he's going to drive it will play right into what he's really good at. Has uh, did he drive it in like? 14 or whatever? Uh, no, that was um, Rob Walker. Okay. Has, yeah. uh, has, has Di ever been up the mountain or no? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So a couple weeks ago, he went down there and the, the Toyota regional office there lent him a uh, 86 and he drove up and down for a couple days straight. Yeah. Yep. And he's been screwing around on a pretty sophisticated simulator. And he's been doing uh, pretty competitive times on that. Yeah, he's a good. He's he seems to be really adaptive, obviously, for what he's ever done in in motorsports. Uh, I think he'll do just fine. <laughs> I mean, he's a really good driver, and and he's really easy on equipment. Believe it or not, I mean, even in Formula D, he's really easy on equipment. Um, you know, like when have you been have you been going to a Formula Drift events this year or no? Oh uh, yeah, all of them. Okay. I, I'm, his, I'm his team engineer. Yeah, I didn't know if you had been to all of them or not. But how has uh, how has the season been for that? Um, you know, it's kind of tough. Like everybody is really good, and um, you know, the degree of professionalism is super high in there now. And uh, you know, we've qualified really high at every round. Like we've been, um, you know, in the top five almost, and then. We're um, we qualified second twice, and uh, we haven't had any breaks though in the elimination process. So uh, we had a uncharacteristic mechanical failure last weekend. Um, the uh, we had like a, a power steering tensioner that was the pulley was assembled backwards, so the pulley was only staying on the bearing by a press fit instead of this uh, flange that retains it normally. So the uh, pulley fell off the bearing and uh, the belt fell off and then it whipped around and took out our wire harness. And oh, uh, right for our intake air temp sensor, sensor, our cam angle sensor and our, and our crank angle sensor. And uh, we tried to repair it, but uh, the car was plagued with like misfires and uh, in top 30 or top 16, the engine just shut off against Ken Gushi and, uh, you know, died, couldn't even continue the run. It's got to be the most disheartening thing just to deal with that kind of stuff at such a high level. Ugh, it's like so bad. You know, like your mill spec harness isn't any good when it gets whacked by a belt. <laughs> no, and you probably can't fix it that easily either. 
No, like we uh, slightly patched it, but then the harness is probably damaged someplace where it's not apparent, and the uh, car never yeah. ran right after that. Speaking speaking of the drifting, did you did y'all see that drone shot from Midwest where they were inside the car? In the, the best. Noise? So the Dorothy. The Dorothy. They call. They call it, it the yeah. Dorothy. They have a uh, shot the where they're coming up to the entry of the drift, and you just think it's a camera inside the car, and then as he initiates the drift, the the drone goes out of the car and goes right above the car. Yeah, that was, uh, that was Kelsey Rawlings and then uh, Mr. Steele, the uh, the FPV guy. Oh, yeah, uh, the racing crazy. drone guy. Yeah, he, uh, so the, the drone was inside the car. Uh, Kelsey initiates the drift, and then the drone backs out the window. Uh, it's shared on the grid life social media and stuff. It's it's a really that's cool that's insane, shot. dude. It's, like how, it's like, really cool. <laughs> like how does that how does that work? Like if the drone's inside the car, does it just travel with the car? A person uh, no, it's gotta fly at the same speed. No, there was a dude. Uh, there was a dude holding it, and then oh. it flew out of it. If, 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 yeah, it flew that's, out of that's his. That's Hollywood hands. magic, yeah. Derek. That's how that works. Yeah, I'm not supposed to tell anybody that, but somebody was holding it, and then it flew out of his hand. So. Well, now, now a lot of people uh, know. Good job. <laughs> no, well, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I don't think we're I don't think we're concealing that, but I don't think I'm supposed to tell. <laughs> so, but it was a really cool shot. Like he held it, uh, and then he slowly moved it out the window, and then it flew away. It was it was pretty cool. Dr- the, I, drift is so photogenic. Like it's it's almost it's almost like too easy to make it look awesome. But then like the media teams with FD and with Grid Life and whoever like. They keep coming up with cool Man, ways they, to make it, they stepped yeah, it up make this, it cool. this past weekend. Like yeah, the in car from GLTC, in car cameras plus the drone. Yeah, that was cool, man. So I was uh, standing uh, down near turn one where you were releasing cars, and I was watching Mr. Steel and yeah. his tiny little FPV drone. And yeah. watching that was equally cool as watching the drifting. Yeah, he like he he flies it from VR. It's it's the craziest yeah, he wears thing. wears goggles. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so pretty crazy. wild, man. But one of the things is, uh, you know, like I was on the radio talking to somebody, and then the drone came by and started like videoing me, like me from six feet away. It was creepy as hell. And then yeah, yeah you're, you're always being watched at any of these events now. <laughs> It can just take off and go so fast. So I started thinking, I go, man, if there was like a, a war or something, they could put a grenade yeah. in that thing and it could just fly up to wherever and then just drop a grenade on you. And oh, you got yeah. you, you to stop thinking about that stuff. Or, or, or they could <laughs> drop you like a beer and you could just. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Derek's got the right attitude. <laughs> Derek's got that <laughs> Texas mindset. The future yeah. is now. They could drop you some ribs. Well, <laughs> so well i i do have some news what's that you're pregnant. i'm preparing no i'm preparing no. to go racing again boys are you racing dirt bikes potentially yeah you're racing rvs so i'm re- yeah dude if there was an rv racing series i would totally do it they, yeah they i would be the slowest one they have one here 
uh, you know, like Garwindale, they have their night of destruction, and the <laughs> highlight of the evening is the motorhome race, and it's pretty oh, awesome. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> the highlight of the evening. There's I plastic, really want to go see that. There's plastic sinks rolling all around turn do one. They, and, do they play Take yeah. It to the House the whole time they're racing? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, it's left, and, and it makes an incredible mess in there, and I don't even know how they can clean it up. Yeah, it, that would take a while. That's why you do that at the end, right? Yeah. But yeah. It's the coolest thing you've ever seen. The, the the local circle track that's shut down by us uh, used to do they used to do trailer races so you'd tow a trailer and most of them were like tiny like Shasta campers and like pop up campers and boats uh, and man when those things get pegged by a car and it was a figure eight and like when you when you hit like when you hit like a 1970s like aluminum camper uh, it just explodes it's so insane. <laughs> And all the hipsters in California are shedding a tear right now. Oh man, all those little tiny, crappy Shasta trailers it just they just explode. <laughs> that so sounds Austin, awesome. Austin's racing again. I, I'm excited to see Austin racing again. Yeah, it's gonna take. Uh, I'm pretty much gonna be going to the track probably once or twice a week um, for the summer, and then there's a regional series that starts up in the fall that I'm hoping to race. Nice. And then next year, depending on my event schedule, um, there's the AMA Supermoto Pro Series, which I think would be really cool to, to run. That's so crazy to hear that you want to race again. I love it. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was, you know, that I didn't like racing. I think it was just that I was kind of over cars for the moment. Yeah, cars are pretty all-encompassing. Yeah, I mean, he'll, I can rebuild this whole bike in a weekend. He'll, he'll yeah. cycle back. No, I don't like think so. Yeah, you will. It's like if you like wine, you kind of you cycle through the different kinds. You end up back where you were. What will happen is you'll get hurt on your motorcycle and say, "Screw this! I want a cage around me." Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's how that's how I ended up in cars. With age comes a cage, man. Yep. Um, oh, speaking my... of age, man, I pulled my back out for the first time yesterday. <laughs> Don't do that. That's, that's like a great old, segue man. into motorcycle racing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are, are you okay, or are you? Do you now look I'm, like? I'm uh, feeling. I'm feeling better now. We went to Mexico a little while ago, and of uh, ended up buying some muscle relaxers. So those have been helping a lot. Those aren't muscle relaxers, dude. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It seems to work. Yeah, it, yeah. His back feels great, and his cock is so hard. <laughs> they just put uh, everything into one pill and sell yeah, it under multiple brands. It's just a big brown and blue pill. <laughs> uh, I, I signed up for a race the other day, too. What um, do you sign up for? I signed up for the Empire Hill Climb in Michigan. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm going to try to do a hill climb. You're going to do it in the EF? Yeah, if, uh, if it stops Sweet. breaking on me. Whoa, first when I heard it, when is that? When uh, is that? That is September, like mid-September. It's right in between, uh, I think it's right in between our Road Atlanta event and the Speed Ring event. Okay. We need a we need an update I mean, our, on, our, on our your hatch. What else does uh, it need to work? Well, it it was gonna work, and then um, so I I figured out what I did wrong. I hurt the Haltech ECU, and it's not Haltech's fault. It's my fault. I had the ECU. I'll give you two minutes. I had the ECU wired. The ground was wired to the battery, um, 
and uh, I should have ran it to the kill switch and, and like the, the main side of the kill switch and isolated the battery. And I don't know why I did this. It was just a stupid mistake. Uh, and so I've cleaned up the wiring, like getting ready to take the dyno right after Memorial Day. Uh, I had the kill switch off and I hit the main switch uh, and the ECU like back grounded the battery through the ECU um, oh. and tr tried to run the fuel pump and it fried a little component inside, like a, a five volt regulator for like all the sensors. Um, mm. So I dropped it off with Haltech over at Grid uh, Life Midwest. Um, and that's why I took our ITA car, Dan Sedan, to Midwest. Um, and uh, they sent, they, they did some testing on it, and they said, well, we'll have to send it to Australia for repair, and that's going to take like a month, because Australia, it turns out Australia is like super far away. <laughs> so, um, and, and, it, uh, and then, uh, I, so I messaged uh, our buddy Emil Tab, who's been on the show, uh, he's been racing GLTC with us, one of the winning formula guys. Yeah, and, Emil's the man. Uh, I know those those dudes like love Haltex and they put them on tons of cars. And I said, do you guys have any like used Haltex you can like loan me or rent me or sell me? And I'll sell just I'll sell later. And he sent me a number of a dude named Wes. And it turns out Wes is a podcast listener of ours. Uh, and he was like, man, that's awesome. I do have a Haltex. And then, <laughs> so Wes so Wes sold me uh, a Haltech, and he also said, if you don't want it, when yours comes back, I'll buy it back from you for the same price. And I thought, man, nice. Wes, is, Wes is the best. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I made, so I made a new friend. With that's even, that's uh, even cheaper than renting. Uh, well, he said minus shipping. So oh, minus shipping. shipping. Oh, well, that's okay. Uh, but uh, so I have, I just got that yesterday. I'm, uh, I'm going through the wiring harness, like double-checking, triple-checking everything uh, per – for some of the recommendations that Haltech gave me, basically like ohming everything out when it's all disconnected. I'm going to pull the whole harness out and uh, and ohm everything out and then put it back in place after I wrap it. Because I know the harness works because it did work. Everything was fine until I screwed it up. Um, and uh, yeah, then it'll be dyno time, hopefully. So, uh, hopefully excited yeah, to hopefully, see what it makes. I, re I really want to take it to Autobahn in a couple weeks with uh, with grid life because there's no GLTC there and uh, if the event isn't 110 degrees hopefully it goes smoothly and then I'll just make Abe do all the work and I can drive my car a little bit. So. As long as I get to sit in the uh, the pit cart, I'm okay. Yeah, the pit <laughs> cart is the new pit cart is the jam. So I'll the be there office. too, hanging out. I already bought my flight. I didn't know you were coming up. That's yes, cool. I told you I cool. was. I need someone right. to stay though. So, so Derek, could uh, you can, just do me a favor and not fly up and find me a fit in Austin with a five speed and just bring that so I can buy it from you? Yeah, there you go. Uh, I mean, if you find one to buy, I'll I'll drive it up. I guess I'm gonna charge <laughs> you though. He sounds so excited about it. Derek is so sick of driving across. I'm excited to fly to one. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I I got a new car, guys. What'd you buy? Um, an S13. Nice. That sounds like an, that sounds like an old car, Mike. <laughs> a new old car. Since the centers are going, um, I needed something uncomplicated to mess around with. So it's a, a S13 in pretty decent shape. It, it has a cage in it already, and it has a mostly stock uh, SR20 DET in it. Nice. And I'm going to really strongly resist the urge to do things to it, and I, I think I'm just going to just try to drive it around. 
does it have like a like a like a wheel to wheel cage or just like a half cage or what does it have? Uh, like a wheel to wheel cage. Oh, cool. <clears throat> but it's also um, it's also uh, like drift legal too. Nice. nice. So, it sounds like you bought yourself a GLTC car. Yeah, bring that thing to GLTC. Bring it to Atlanta. <laughs> there you well, go. It probably needs more cooling for road racing, maybe. Well, I'm gonna we put some so- more cooling on it. We do short yeah, races. We do we do like twenty minutes. Never need anything alone. Yeah, yeah, I was I was thinking the other day. I was like, I don't have like my car has a factory like rinky dink oil cooler. Like it doesn't look like a normal cooler. Like uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it kind of just like mounts to where the oil filter mounts. And I was thinking I need to put an oil cooler on my car. And then I remembered our races were fourteen minutes long, and I'm like, I'm probably not going to put an oil cooler. <laughs> uh, just with me, uh, everything turns into a slippery slope and next thing you know it's going to be getting a modec and, uh, of course uh, and then I'll end up not driving it because I'll always be tinkering with it so I, I think I'm going to try to strongly resist the urge to do anything just drive it till it breaks it's so hard it's so hard to do that um, well then I, I want to pray for it. And learn how to drift better too that sounds like a good plan. You you, uh, you you might know a few people in the drift world, so. And they're they're all horrible teachers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. That'll happen. <laughs> well, I know the best place to learn. Turn twelve, Road Atlanta. There you go. See Just you there bomb that thing, man. With your S thirteen. Yeah. Sink or swim, baby. I know. Um. Well, like all the. Like top guys are trying to teach me for years, and I couldn't do it. And then um, my daughter went to uh, Taco Ono's Drift School, and uh, so she got tired. And while she was taking the break, Taka said, "Jump in the car, I'll teach you." And I go, "I'm impossible to teach how to drift," but he had me doing it in ten minutes. I don't understand how like one of the top like engineers in Formula Drift could not be taught to drift. <laughs> <laughs> by, that's by, so awesome. By all these fun the drift pros and champions. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I was saying, oh, you're doing everything right. You're, you have really good style. Then how come I can't drift? He goes, I'm not sure. <laughs> I said, well, 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 what should I do? And he goes, well, keep on doing what you're doing, and then eventually it'll, it'll click. I like I like the word style. That style is a thing in motocross, but not a thing in cars. Uh, like oh, it's, a th- cars. it's a thing in drift. It's a thing in drift, though. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's cool. I like to you know see the I, I like similarities. I like to think that I have a, cars. I like to think that I have a style in wheel to wheel, and that is mid pack or or behind. And, somebody uh, somebody on this recording yeah. has the loudest mouse. That's me. I think it's it's Abe. Abe's got the click. <laughs> clicking, oh, click, I, thought, click. I thought somebody was sitting there like torquing stuff. That's what it sounded like. It sounds like a no, torque it, It's it's probably not showing up on the recording because he's not recording that. But. Thanks a lot, ah. Derek. <laughs> uh, well, we we probably made a podcast. We should probably we let to, everybody go have, back to what they're doing. We I was shopping our... for Honda Fits. You know, so, <laughs> first you were. So it sucks. They're gonna make me wait uh, two weeks to hope for the police in Canada to find my car. And then yeah. once they decide to pay out, I have to return the rental car within seven days. So to Canada? Get... Yeah. No, Dang. you don't. Really? Wait, say what? You have to return it to Canada? No, no, it's just Enterprise. Oh, um, okay. but like, I, 
I need a car like now. So well, well, I, have, I, have, I have some I can rent you. I, I don't want yeah, any go, of your drawing cars. <laughs> you got a Civic, I got a Corolla. The Civic's yeah. at, at the Honda dealership right now. I got to go pick it up tomorrow. The AC broke on my 36,000-mile yeah. Civic. Garbage but car. No t- no, <laughs> notorious Honda reliability. I know. I told Eric Cuddle, I was like, you boys in Ohio need to get your shit together. Yeah, That's man. My... Eric's, Eric's not slanted on the Honda Civic AC anymore. Mm-mm. <laughs> tiss, tiss. I, don't, I don't think that was his job, but uh, we'll blame it on Eric. For sure. He told me that they make those in uh, Indiana or Canada. So I was like, yeah. well. It's Brad Adams and James Houghton's fault then. It sounds them. like a like yeah, it's a likely story. If you were Eric Attila, you'd just say, No, it was those guys. Yeah. <laughs> you, you better hope they don't make you pay duty on your, your car. Yeah, what like uh you, do you, like you sold it to somebody in Canada and, and you just said you stole it, so you got to pay this amount of duty. Oh, it's a it's this is gonna be like an international incident with Abe, man. It's gonna be a like Trump tax and it's gonna get crazy the mounties are gonna come to my house it's gonna be it's gonna be be some friendly guy uh with a lot of authority saying a and he's gonna be on a horse with a cool hat sorry (laughs) he's gonna really apologize very nicely for all the money he takes from you so uh i didn't um i don't know if you guys saw it there was a picture of james houghton uh riding the battery-powered cooler yeah. Uh, oh yeah, flicking off that. the camera. He's flicking oh, off dude, the camera, so and someone um, uh, commented that the uh, what he was saying or what he might have been saying as he was driving away was, "Fuck you, sorry." Seriously though, no, fuck you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just every time I think about that, I laugh. Yeah, they're very polite, those Canadians. Did Did you see the picture of uh, me and him? I think we we're both in some other mental state, and he had a watermelon on his head. Oh, yeah, and you're both flicking the camera off. I took that one backstage <laughs> at Midwest last year. Can you send yeah. it to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mike I needs I something it to you, for... but I'll send it to you again. Mike needs something for the mantle on his house. He's got to have something <laughs> new up there. My wife got to wear that watermelon for a little bit Saturday night. Oh, there's a new watermelon? No, no, the same, well... I don't know if it was the same watermelon. Does he bring the same watermelon to every event, or is it always I don't, a new one? No, I, I he, uh, new, the watermelon he had for uh, Midwest, he cut as a bowl cut in, <laughs> in, in a watermelon so that he could give it to Oliver Tree. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, that's the one she tried on. I have video of it on my Facebook. Yeah, James is a... James is a he knows how to have a good time on Saturday night. So, uh, oh, yeah. I think it was yeah. Thursday... Uh, he and uh, he was walking around, and Ashley and I were were walking the paddock, and someone had uh, promised to give him twenty dollars if he would jump into the lake at Gingerman, and he didn't hesitate. He was just like twenty bucks, yeah, absolutely, and went all the way to the center of the lake. <laughs> he did that. He did that more than once, like two different days. I think he yeah. did it Thursday and Friday. Daddy's got to afford tires, man. Yeah, how else are you going to buy all the time attack things that you need to buy? He also said that the center of the lake is surprisingly deep. Yeah, I heard about that. He did tell me that. He told me that in grit, I think. Um, he said, you won't believe how deep the lake is. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> are, don't you have to do things like drive this 900 horsepower thing? No, he, we're he talking did about also lakes. bring fishing poles, yeah. which I like his preparedness now. Yeah, he's, he's really got his head on the game. <laughs> 
You think we no. can get him to eat a jar of mustard or something? We should probably make him like eat a eat, eat a whole thing of cinnamon. I think there's a cinnamon challenge that we need to. I bet you he'd conquer the shit out of it. He would do it. Oh yeah. I know he'd do it. Someone make note of that. Let's do it. Yeah, we we can probably uh, we can probably force all kinds of terrible things upon him for twenty dollars. Um. Well, I'm gonna go weld. We just have a RV, video, a video shirt series. An article about, uh, and, and Austin's got like pedal bikes around, uh, and Abe has to go to bed. So. Now I have to mix a show. All right, fine. Well, at least, at least you have all the audio. It's already mixed. Yeah, at least you've got a terrible audio already. So. Quality. Oh, I, hey, Abe, let me plug the t-shirts. We have some slip angle t-shirts. Oh, dude, do it. Um, if you go to, let me see, how do you spell it? Terpenthird.com. Terp and third. I have to double check how you spell it. Um, our buddy Sean over at Terpenthird.com. And that's not the site. No, that's not how you spell Terpen either, Adam. Um, but uh, yeah, Terpenthird.com made a bunch of sweet t shirts. And T H uh, I R T N, the number three, RD.com. Terpenthird.com. Bunch of Squip Angle t shirts and uh, stickers. So. If you go buy them, then maybe we can fly Austin and Mike to things to give high fives and eat tacos. Or fly ourselves nice. to them. So. so they just posted on Track Midwest the video of James jumping in the lake. So what you guys can start on the podcast, you can watch recorded. Oh, Not live, but it was live then. I know what I'm going to do for the next 30 seconds. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. All right, buddies. Well, uh, let's 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 shut it down and go do things. So. All right, later. Nice. All right, see you, buddies. See you, dudes. Later. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes, and come and find us in the Pit City Grid Live to say hello.